This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, episode 334. Welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I am your substitute host, Jacob Paulson, and I am joined today by co-substitute host, Matthew Merrister. Right, the, the sidekick. I, I'm your sidekick today. <laughs> so for those who are used to uh, hearing Riley here on the podcast, Riley's not available today. He is on the range all day today filming some video for an upcoming uh, course that we're going to be releasing here toward the end of the month. I'm very excited about that. And so we are going along without him and we got plenty to talk about. We got an exciting topic today. We're going to be discussing dry fire guns. So this will include a look at actually dedicated products on the market you can purchase that are uh, guns designed specifically for dry fire. We'll also talk about modifications to your real gun that you can make to make it more safe or more realistic or more whatever uh, for dry fire use for, for that purpose. Before we do that, though, a couple words from today's sponsors. Uh, I wanted to uh, introduce a, a sponsor. I don't think that we've had this sponsor yet on our podcast, but that would be Stealth Gear USA. Stealth Gear has been around a little while, Matthew. Do you, how, do you have any Stealth Gear holsters? I don't, but you know, there's a lot of uh, students that I've recommended Stealth Gear just from seeing other people using their products and stuff, and uh, and they have a unique design. So. Yeah, I was one of the first uh, Stealth Gear Stealth Gear adopters. I think very early on, they probably contacted me and offered to send me a sample or something. And I used the Stealth Gear holster exclusively for many years. And uh, today, I still pull out Stealth Gear holster and use it on occasion. And I think their claim to fame is this vent core technology thing. And technology sounds like a stupid word to use. It's it's like um, I don't know what vent core material would be more accurate. So vent core is the, the kind of the backer they put on all their original holsters. And what it does effectively is it, it it's just a lot more comfortable and cushy. And it also is very breathable. I should have like grabbed one and had it here in my hand so I could you know, talk about it and be holding it at the same time. But they breathe really well. Um, they're also just manufactured really well. So they, you know, they, they, I don't know, the metal clips and good screws and the, you know, they, they're easy to adjust in terms of ride height and things like that. Yeah. Anything to add, Matthew? You said you've no, no, no. Yeah, the 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 vent core thing is really cool. I know a lot of other companies have tried to knock it off and, and, and done different versions of it, but um, I think they were the kind of the originator of that whole whole idea. Yeah. The other thing I'll add is that if in the past you ever thought about going with a Stealth Gear holster and you passed on it. There are a couple things you should know. One, the selection is greatly increased. They got so many more options. Uh, they have a, a dedicated appendix options, uh, you know, with spare mag pouch stuff. They have ones with claws and wedges. They just have tons more options for tons more guns. And I don't know if they're going to like that I said this, but their prices have dropped significantly. You know, what once was a $110, $120 kind of premium product, I think they just scaled to the point as a company that they have been able to get their costs down. So today, you know, what was a $110 holster, you know, seven years ago when I got my first one is probably today a 60 or $65 holster. So it's right. pretty impressive. Absolutely. In that price range, I think it's, it's, it can be hard to beat. So check them out at Stealth 
gearusa.com. Uh, we also sell a certain number, a select uh, number of their holsters on concealedcarry.com. Great company. Encourage you to uh, check them out. And they are our sponsor of the day. Cool. All right, so let's get into our topic. Now, we're going to talk about dry fire guns and modifications to guns for dry fire. And uh, before we do that, I guess here's here's what I want to kind of clarify. You know, I guess I have two thoughts here, and, and Matthew, I'll let you chime in. Um, I, I always am trying to figure, I figure out, like, what are the disclaimers I have to make before we get into a conversation, right? So here are the two disclaimers that I feel I have to make. The first one is the correct answer is always both or all. We were talking about this before we hit record, uh, Matthew and I, and it's because what happens is we get emails or comments or questions from from podcast listeners or customers or whatever, and the, the question is usually along the lines of, hey, uh, I, you know, I want to do more dry fire or, or better dry fire. Do you guys think I should get the blank or the blank? And yeah. you know, the correct answer is always like, yes, both. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. It, yeah. it's some, some of the stuff's redundant, like if you have two different types of sure. maybe laser gun, you know, training, training guns, maybe you can choose one over the other, but a lot of these tools do different things, even though it's all based around dry fire. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to, we're going to get into that. I I guess I just want to make sure that we understand that if there was a perfect inexpensive dry fire gun tool, this episode would not be necessary. So you're going to have to make some compromises about how much money you're willing to spend and understand that no matter what you buy, it won't solve all problems, right? In the end, even with an unlimited budget, there's not one tool you can buy that we'll discuss today that will allow you to do awesome, perfect dry fire all the time and, and be able to you know, practice all the various skills and things. Right. Because there's so many different variables. Like, do you want to use your own firearm? Can you, you know, do you need a laser costs of doing all this, all the different stuff? You know, do you need a holster that fits X gear or whatnot? So mm-hmm. yeah, it is, it, it becomes a little bit difficult to say, you know, if I could get one, what would I get? Yeah. Am I, am I only training a trigger work? Am I only training draw? Do I need feedback in terms of accuracy or not for what I'm practicing today? Uh, to, to your point, do I need something that fits in my holster? Do I need for what I'm practicing today? Do I need to be using my sights on my gun? Do I need to have the actual trill uh, feel of the take up the break and the reset on my trigger or not? You know, those are all things that, you know, depending on what I'm practicing in any given day, the answer could be yes or no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, with that said, let's let's do this. Uh, I, I'm going to start, Matthew, and I'll let you pull out. You know, we, me and Matthew are not organized or prepared, by the way. I got a pile <laughs> of crap here in front of me, uh, but we have not pre-discussed this, so we're going to see where this goes. But I'm going to start with this guy, Barrel Block. Yep. Um, now barrel block and it comes with mag block. And, and to me, they're like two separate and distinct things we should talk about, but, uh, they come together when you buy one, you get the other. So whatever. Right. So, so barrel block is essentially this thing, this stick that you put into the barrel of your gun uh, through the open chamber and it's caliber specific. So it fits very snug like, and it, makes the gun effectively inert. It makes the gun incapable of firing uh, or even chambering a live round. And it gives kind of a visual indicator of such, right? Because you have the orange plastic thingy sticking out the front of the muzzle. You're like, oh, look, um, that that barrel block thing is installed. And the mag block, uh, it goes in the top of the mag, and all it does is push the follower down. 
such that this it can't engage the slide lock and therefore when engaged in the gun i can you know operate the slide repeatedly without it locking back so that's the theory so so matthew what's you know why why does someone need to consider the barrel block what's the deal yeah and and the reason why i like the when i'll be honest when i first saw the product i was like man, I'm never going to use this. This is like one of those gimmicky things, you know. Um, but the more I started to use it, the more I saw its application. So, you know, obviously when we when we dry fire, we all, all make sure to check our firearm repeatedly um, while we're dry firing. At least, you know, I, we check it at the beginning. I kind of have a, a, a paranoid, you know, every so often I'm checking my gun. Just I know it's been in my possession, but I always just check. Um, but it's nice to have a visual indicator that the gun is clear. I know even in training environments when, um, you know, even law enforcement classes where we've done, um, you know, stuff where we've unloaded our firearms, they'll flag the gun, they'll put like a little piece of caution tape and they'll run it through the barrel and it's hanging out. So everybody kind of knows, but that's, it, it, that doesn't make the gun inert. The great thing about this is it, it makes it impossible to chamber around between the, the mag block and the barrel block, it's impossible to chamber around in here. Um, so not only do you have a visual indicator, but it's impossible to, to chamber around. And so not only do you know that it's it's still clear, but everybody around you that might be watching you, you know, your your wife or your kids that, you know, look in the other room and see you dry firing, they know, you know, that, that it's clear. So, um I, I really like it. I, anytime I drive firm, oh, I always put it in no matter what. Yep. It's, it's for me, it's the, the first one we're discussing for among other reasons, it's the cheapest. I think of all the products that we'll mention today. Uh, the barrel block is a whop in 1299 at the point of this recording. You have, $13. As far as I'm concerned, it should be more expensive. But anyway, for $13, I, I just think it's like a why, why wouldn't you do this? So that when you're doing dry firing with your real gun, such that you can put in the barrel block, you should. And even when I'm not using the barrel block, there are often situations where I can't use the barrel block, but I, I want the mag block. And it comes mm -hmm. with three of the mag blocks. So you can get those at uh, blocksafety.com, B-L-O-K safety.com, or we sell them as well, concealedcarry.com forward slash barrel block and, and bear in mind block is just b-l-o-k so uh, feel free to check those out and nothing against those guys but you know we think you should buy it from us but anyway <laughs> uh, great great company great people and they know what they're doing so that's barrel block um then the, i got two other things here in front of me matthew that are both designed to go onto the gun and make it so that we don't have to rack the slide every time we press the trigger. And this is a problem with a lot of modern, you know, striker fire guns is if you're doing dry fire, you know, here's my Glock. I got it right here in my hand and I have the barrel block installed and stuff. So it's safe. And if I press the trigger, if I get a little trigger press, great, awesome. But now my trigger, it's stuck to the rear, right? It's a striker fire gun. And in order to, to get another trigger press, I got to rack the slide and reset it. And how much good dry fire am I getting if I go, you know, press, rack press rack you know like it's, it seems right. a little bit horrible so so i'm aware of two products out there you can install on a gun that address that one is the glock easy trainer and the other one is the dry fire mag so which of those two do you want to discuss um i don't have a dry fire mag but i do have a glock e trainer all right that's you then yeah so okay so i actually found i had never seen this little device before um and i found it on some obscure website and it led me to this guy in Greece 
that was the only one making this. And as soon as I found it, I was like, man, I got to let Jacob know about this because this little device is pretty cool. And I know a lot of Glock owners, um, you know, you can jimmy like a little piece of paper into your slide um, that, that kind of basically disables the, the striker from, or the sear from dropping. Right. Um, but this device just installs on the back of the slide really easily. You don't need any tools that slides on there and it allows you to squeeze the trigger. Um, and without, you know, without the sear dropping the, the, the striker moving forward, it, some people have argued or will argue and say, you know, it's a great idea, but it doesn't give you the exact trigger pull. Okay. So here's what it would look like uh, installed for the people watching on Facebook. So you can see right there, um, it doesn't, it allows you to pull the, the trigger over and over. Yes, it doesn't replicate your trigger pull. Totally will, you know, submit to that and agree. Um, but we're not talking, this wouldn't be a device that I would be using, you know, to replicate my trigger squeeze. I wouldn't be something that I'm working on my trigger squeeze. I would install this. You can use it to, um, as you're doing uh, magazine changes. So, you know, you, w when you slide that slide, you don't have to continually re-rack the slide. You can actually get a trigger squeeze in instead of a, you know, manual racking of your slide. Um, it just, it, it allows you to do different things with the firearm. Sure without having, you know, you can work on your draw and not after every single draw, re-rack the slide, reholster, draw, yeah, yeah. you know, squeeze. Re so, um, and when you're working on draw or some of those things, you don't care about how realistic the trigger squeeze is. Correct. Right. You're just trying to get repetition, right? So yeah, putting that on there, maybe I'm doing a reload drill, you know, fire twice, drop mag, put in new mag and fire two more. Pretty hard to do a drill like that if I'm racking the slide between each trigger squeeze. So now, yep. the Glocky Trainer is like a $25 product with shipping. It might run you like $28, and you get that at GlockEtrainer.com. Uh, e is short for easy, but the website's just GlockEtrainer.com. $25. Uh, it only is available for Glocks just by the nature of the way Glocks are designed. It's a product that can be made for Glocks, but not other guns. So for you non-Glock people, sorry, Glock Easy Trainer is not an option. Uh, but Dry Fire Mag might be. Now, Dry Fire Mag, this is probably a less well-known product, particularly among our podcast uh, listeners, because we don't sell them. <laughs> so if we don't sell it, we probably talk about it less. But anyway, dry fire mag, these are this is a more expensive way to achieve the exact same thing. The dry fire mag is a hundred plus dollar product. So not cheap. And I think that that's one of the deal breakers for a lot of people in considering this, but they do make it for more guns than just Glock. So if, you, if you're not a Glock person, but you want to get that same kind of benefit that Matthew was just talking about, you might consider the dry fire mag. It's a replacement mag. So I'm going to stick it here in my Glock 19. This one will work in a Glock 19, 17, uh, type variant and oh hold on it's a little bit of a weird funky kind of product you gotta okay there we go i got it so the dry fire mag replaces the mag of my gun and it has a spring uh loaded thingy that sits in front of the trigger bar that when you take up the slack in the trigger before you hit your normal break it you hit this this kind of click it's does it replicate perfectly the reset of a normal trigger no it sure don't but it does reset the trigger uh, such that I don't have to rack the slide each time. And it does give me an audible click. I'm not sure if I like or hate that audible click, um, but that's, that's the dry fire mag. It's like I said, about a hundred dollar product and it, it is available for more than just Glocks and dryfiremag.com I think is their website and they're based up in Idaho or something like that. Uh, decent humans. As far as I can tell, I don't know them well, uh, but that's another product worth considering. Definitely. So, right. so two different products that, 
basically accomplish the same. Right, right. If you if you have a Glock, in my world, it's like spend 25 bucks on a Glock e-trainer and you're good to go, right? Um, right? But if you don't have a Glock, then that's not an option. So I suppose you could consider dry fire mag and then you can you can get those repeat trigger presses without racking the slide, which is objective. And, and we'll add that that, that you know, the slide racking problem, if I can call it that, that potential training scar is only really an issue on certain guns, right? If you have a DASA gun or any DA gun, you know, if I get my SIG P229 now, that's a DASA gun, I don't need uh, anything like that. I can just sit there and get repeated trigger squeezes without racking the slide, but I'm getting a double action trigger squeeze each time, right? It's not mm-hmm. a perfect replica of, of what I would have in a normal you know, situation with repeat fire. So something to think about. Yes, sir. All right, Matthew, one that I'm going to let you uh, dive into here is, and I'm just going to put them all in one big category, and that is all the laser insert things. Yeah, so laser training guns and inserts, right? Oh, just inserts. Let's just talk about the inserts. Oh, inserts. Yeah, so you can get inserts that um, insert into your barrel. If you've ever used a boresight tool, it's similar to that where it enter it, you you know, uh, insert it into your barrel and it emits a, a laser. So it shows exactly where your barrel's aiming. Um, the difference between a boresight is, you know, a boresight laser th- that is on continuous, right? But these um, devices actually go on when the striker or the hammer um, hits a little, a little uh, activating switch on the back of the device. And so you get a laser that only lights when you squeeze the trigger. So much better than a, a, a boresight tool if you're using it with some of the other, um, you know, technology with the um, shot tracking software with laser, uh, laser X or LASRX and, and those types of uh, programs. Yeah. So I got two you know, type of products like this in my hand. I got one that looks very much so kind of like a cartridge. It's about the same size, right? And I can just drop this in uh, through the open chamber. Couldn't use it with barrel block, right? Because they, they both take up the chamber space. So, I, you know, it, it becomes my effective barrel block, right? This is the thing that prevents me from, from loading around into the gun. Uh, so anyway, I put this in through the chamber and it just got a little presser switch on the, bo- on the back. So when the firing pin comes forward, you know, Boom, good to go. It hits it. Laser is, is you know, projected out the muzzle and great. Now I have some feedback in terms of, of accuracy and, and to your point, can use it with other uh, software and stuff. And then I have this one. This one's unique. This one's different. It's a laser light product. And this one is, uh, is supposed to work for various calibers, which is in theory what makes it special because your, your average laser insert cartridge thingy is caliber specific. But this one from laser light, you kind of has this little thing that you screw in or screw out on the back that adjusts the, the, I guess, diameter of it, and therefore makes it fit different calibers of guns. And instead of this, the striker coming forward and hitting it like it does on a traditional laser cartridge, this one just detects the movement of the trigger breaking. Uh, so an interesting concept. and seems to work just fine for me. I like that product a lot as well. And there's tons of companies that make these. Laser Ammo probably is the one that people are most familiar with. Um, it's sort of like the Kleenex, right? Like we almost refer to all of these as Laser Ammo, even though you know, Laser Ammo is a brand and, 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 you know, Kleenex is a brand, but facial tissue is the product. Similarly, Laser Ammo is a brand. The product is, is you know, I call it like a laser cartridge insert. Yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously the benefits of using those with, in addition to just dry fire is you can actually see if you're perceiving your sights, um, you're picking up your sights and they're actually, you know, y- your muzzle is actually, you know, basically uh, in line with what you're seeing. You're, you can kind of confirm that, yeah, I am 
this is the sight picture I want when I'm aiming at my light switch on the wall, which is the typical target for dry fire. <laughs> yeah, correct. Now, uh, a question just came up here, and so I thought I'd clarify. Someone asked, will these cartridges eject like a normal round? And the answer is no. They do not have the little lip that the extractor would normally grab. So they're, they're designed to, for repeat use without, you know, so I can I'd press the trigger. If, in the case of a double action, uh, double action or a double action, single action gun, I just repeat, tr press trigger, and it'd be fine. I just get a laser, every, a dot every single time. In the case of a striker fire gun, I'm pressing trigger, racking slide, pressing trigger, racking slide, pressing trigger, racking slide. Uh, but they need to be manually removed. I usually use my barrel block. Actually, I just kind of shove it down the front of the end of the muzzle, and that pushes out the back, the laser cartridge uh, insert. So that's, that's generally you know, how that is done. Uh, yeah, I think that kind of... So one question we do get a lot of is, can I use a laser cartridge insert in conjunction with a Glock E-Trainer or a dry fire mag? You know, because that would be really cool. Then I can get repeat presses of the trigger and I get a laser every time. And unfortunately, that can't be done because both the Glock Easy Trainer and the Dry Fire Mag, they're essentially blocking the firing pin from coming forward at all. So when you install those, nothing's coming forward to strike said laser cartridge insert thing. Yeah. So, yeah. That story on those. Um, the last two I thought we probably should talk about before we get into the dedicated tools here, Matthew. I got some dummy ammo here. And I got a Mantis X. We get a lot of questions these days about Mantis X. We, we, uh, we sell most of this stuff, by the way. We sell the laser cartridge inserts. We sell dummy ammo. We certainly sell Mantis X. So, so which of those two do you want to talk about, Matthew? I'll, I'll let you choose. Uh, I'll choose the Mantis X, but you know what? I'll choose the dummy ammo because I know you really like the Mantis X a lot. Ah. So, and I do too, but you, you, you like all the technology aspects of it. So um, <laughs> the, the dummy ammo is probably the basic you know, um, instructor, you know, tool that most instructors have, you know, it's it, dummy ammo is, if you're not familiar, it's just a regular cartridge, um, that is inert. So a lot of people would make their own dummy ammo. Um, probably not the best idea to do that. Um, unless some, somehow you can indicate without a doubt that that's dummy ammo. There's been a lot of times where, Live rounds and dummy ammo has been mixed up because they look so similar. So it's always best if you have dummy rounds that look different than live rounds would by color or, or something like that. Um, but yeah, the, the benefit of dummy rounds are that, you know, you can definitely, if you can load them into a magazine, um, give that to somebody and they don't know where those dummy rounds are, it's going to cause a malfunction. Um, you can work on you know, clearing malfunctions um, with with the dummy ammo. You can also really indicate or diagnose somebody who's having a real big problem with anticipation, um, where you tell them, "Hey, you're anticipating, you're anticipating," but they don't really understand what you're talking about, right? Like, it, it's a graphic explanation or a big eye opener when they squeeze the trigger and nothing happens and they see their muzzle, you know, drop three inches and they say, oh my God, now I know why I'm shooting low. It's not my sights. It's I'm anticipating this, this next round. So, um, awesome tool. It also, you can use it if you're training somebody on how to operate a semi-automatic firearm, because if you've never operated it or understand how the, the round moves from the magazine into the chamber and then how to unload it, you don't want to teach somebody with live rounds, right? It, it's much better to be able to teach them, um, here, here's some dummy rounds, fill up this magazine, chamber around, unload it, and, and they feel a lot more comfortable that they're not going to accidentally shoot around off. So um, mm -hmm. great, great, 
training tool all around really cheap and uh, probably something that like everybody should have. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, you know, of all the things we discussed today, there's only a few of the things we're, we're covering that have training value, both in dry and live fire. And so to your point, you know, dummy ammo is one of those where you, you know, it's a training tool that can be used for various things, both dry and live. And, and it's not expensive. You know, you can get a pack of five of these little, you know, orange new bull dummy rounds on our site for like, I don't know what we'd sell them for, probably like six or seven bucks. Um, but you know, you shouldn't lose those. They're orange. They, you know, you'd find them on the, on the, you know, on the ground uh, after you eject them at the range or whatever. So they'd hopefully last you a while. Uh, all right, let's talk Mantis X. So Mantis X, where did I set it down? Here it is. The Mantis X uh, is a device that generally installs on your Picatinny rail, though for guns that don't have a rail, they do kind of have mag base plate adapters so that you can install this on the base of your mag. And then it uh, connects via Bluetooth to an app, to your phone, and, and talks to an app that you download for free. And that app uh, is receiving movement data from the Mantis X. So the Mantis X is just, it's keeping track of all of its movement and it detects the moment when the when the round when the trigger breaks, whether it's a dry fire, CO two, uh, cert pistols, uh, you know, live fire, whatever. And it sends basically the, the previous like three hundred milliseconds or something. I don't know, remember what the number is, but it sends you know some some amount of movement data that happened before the round uh, the shot broke back to the app, and then that the app uh, analyzes that data and provides insights uh, to the effect of oh you know and. You, the gun kind of dipped uh, and went to the left, you know, and you're a right-handed shooter. Therefore, you probably did X thing wrong. So it's a diagnosis tool. Um, it doesn't know where the round actually went. It has no idea, you know, what the point of impact is. It kind of guesses. It kind of has this little target grid that says, oh, you probably hit low into the left. Um, so it kind of makes an assumption, but it really doesn't have any idea where the round actually, you know, the point of impact is. It's just, it's just, detecting the movement of the gun in the micro moments before the shot breaks and then you know, trying to analyze that data and give you insights. So it's a good uh, diagnosis tool. The, there's now th a couple different models. Um, the, the kind of the original core model is $150. We've been selling these things for years. Very popular product on our site. Um, the new models are available, the X10 or whatever they call it. Uh, you can also, it will also detect draw movement and give you some other data. Uh, it, it's all around a really cool technology. I'm not going to get into it much more, except to say that I do, I do think that it's, there's two people I often recommend this product to. One is newer shooters who frankly need a lot of diagnosis feedback. They, they need to be told you're doing this because they can't see it. They can't feel it. And sometimes it's, it's hard for an instructor, which is my second major use case. As an instructor, I like to put this on a student's gun because as an instructor, it is sometimes very difficult for me to just watch them shoot and know what they're doing wrong. Sometimes I can make assumptions based on the point of impact, but sometimes those assumptions are wrong, right? But with the Mantis X, I can actually look at the data and say, oh, this is exactly what you're doing wrong. So there is a point of diminishing returns, though, in my opinion, as your skills increase, it becomes less and less valuable the, the better of a shooter you are. Uh, but all around, pretty cool idea. Yeah, it, I specific, I per, or particularly like the ability to track the movement of the muzzle pre, you know, pre-trigger squeeze, during the trigger squeeze, and after because um, it's it's just it's hard sometimes to conceptualize 
or to actually put in a place when you say, hey, when you squeeze your trigger, I can see your gun muzzle moving to the right. You can say that to somebody, but in, it might not always register. But if you can show them you know, a graph and say, look, this is how much it's moving. I mean, it's not just moving a little. You can see how far it goes out and that's why you're missing. It, 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 maybe that's just the way I learn visually more. Um, but people that you know, can look at that and see a tangible thing. Okay. And then they can see when they actually squeeze the trigger and they say, wow, that felt good. And you can say, yeah, now look at this. And they can kind of get that muscle memory of what was good. So remember what you did on that shot and look, you know, you can confirm right here that you weren't jerking the trigger. You weren't anticipating doing all that kind of stuff. And that's why it felt good. So repeat those things. And it's just an awesome, awesome tool that way. Yep. Yep. We're fans. So that's a hundred. So it's not a cheap thing, but again, uh, this is like dummy ammo is one of the few products we're going to talk about today that you can use both dry fire and live fire. They, they've really made it so you can configure it anyway. When you open up the app, you just need to set whether or not you're doing dry uh, CO2 or live fire. You need to set if you're right-handed, left-handed, you need to set if it's mounted on the rail of the gun or on a mag base plate adapter, uh, if you're running a pistol or a rifle, et cetera. So it's a very versatile tool. And uh, so to those degrees, I, you know, I, think, I think that's pretty cool. You can get the Mantis X at mantisx.com. We also sell them at concealedcarry.com forward slash Mantis X. So that's the story on that. All right. Now, before we get into the guns, and maybe this is where people are most excited, um, I, I, I want to clarify something. For me, when I'm, when, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm looking at these tools, when we're going through and talking about all this, I'm, I'm really like judging these things on four factors, variables, right? The first one is safety right? I, ideally, I want to run dry fire in a way that I know it's safe, that I'm not second guessing if I unloaded that gun or if I'm going to have a negligent discharge. So I think when you think through any of these products, I encourage you to be thinking to yourself, you know, is this, is this going to help me on the safety side of things or not? You know, barrel block, very high safety factor, right? Sticking a laser cartridge insert into the gun makes it inert, but it makes it less visible. But it, in, in theory, it's still a good safe practice. Using a mag block in my in my in my magazine that goes a long way. Um, you know, if I have the dry fire mag in the gun, I pretty I, I know pretty dang sure that it's it's safe, right? Uh, so those are all you know. The, the Glock e trainer also disables the firing pin, so if it's on the gun, it's visible. You know the gun is safe. It's in, it's inert, can't fire. So safety is important. Um, if I'm using a dedicated training gun, which we're going to be talking about, that makes it also pretty dang obvious the gun is safe because it's not a real gun or something. Um, feedback is another one. Uh, when I say feedback, I mean that certain things we do in dry fire, I want to know what, what my point of impact is, right? If I'm just practicing draw, if I'm just going to the gun, getting it out and presenting to target, and I'm just, you know, that's all I'm practicing. I don't need feedback for that uh, unless I guess I want to squeeze off a shot and see what my point of impact is. But I really don't need a lot of feedback for that. But if I'm going to do a drill with a couple reloads, I need feedback, not only in terms of point of impact, but time. I'd like to know the, the part, you know, the split times between shots. and the So feedback becomes very important to me. Um, realism is important. And by realism, I, I mean, Matthew, like, you know, I want to dry fire in a way that's as close to real as I can, whether that means it's, you know, similar size gun or fits in my hand the same way, or I can use my same holster, or it's got the same sights that I use, or the recoil is similar, the trigger squeeze is similar, or whatever stuff that makes it more realistic. And last is cost. And cost is something that we have to be realistic about. You know, these, these things we're talking about today are not cheap. No. Am I missing something? Are there other things that you think of when you go through this stuff? No, I, it, I mean, I guess 
one of the other things maybe you would look at is, you know, does, is it going to require me to get replaced batteries or mm, it, ongoing it, cost, like a cool fire trainer? Yeah. An ongoing cost that you might incur or something, or maybe durability does a laser, you know, how long have you had your laser gun and does the laser burn out or battery burnout? Cause those types of guns, you can't usually replace the battery. Um, mm-hmm. but so I, I guess that might be something, but I mean, uh, I think you hit it on the, on the head as far as when you were talking about realism. And the thing is, is that the biggest pushback when, and I'm sure you you hear this as well, um, to dry fire is always, well, you know, it doesn't replicate recoil. Uh, I'm not using my exact gun or it's not the exact trigger pull. And so, you know, I'm not going to use it because it's not going to get, make me any better. And that is like, crock of you know whatever because it dry fire is i mean 99% of your um your fundamentals as far as grip and sight alignment presentation everything that you do happens before the the recoil you know and, and the recoil is just managing it right it's not like something that you need a certain technique for it is you know taken up by proper grip proper you know um, proper fundamentals. So yeah, it doesn't recoil and yeah, you might not get that same trigger squeeze, but if you're not practicing, you know, picking up your sights and how to present the gun quickly and, and, and all those things, how to get a really good solid grip, you're, you're missing out. You're going out and you're going to spend, you know, hundreds of rounds trying to get the perfect grip when you can get the perfect grip dry fire and then go out and confirm what you're doing. Um, through live fire. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I can't stress that enough. Yeah. There's, there's an economic question there too, right? Yeah. I, at one time I was in a, I was at the LASR headquarters in Lincoln, Nebraska and John Wallace, he, he played a joke on me. He said, Hey, we got this new amazing training tool that simulates live fire perfectly. It's just like live fire. And I was like, what really? And he's like, yeah, it's amazing. And he pulled out a box of ammo and set it on the desk. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, I guess that that's that's perfect simulate, you know. But you know, how much money are you willing to spend on ammo, right? And so that's that's what this is about. It's about efficiency of time and, and cost and something to think about. So anyway, uh those those are considerations. And the last thing I'll say before we move on is when I talk about feedback, I realize that you know, just seeing a red dot on the wall in my house is a certain degree of feedback. But uh, there's various number of software tools and systems out there between iDryFire, iMarksman, LASR, iTarget. And we're, though that's a conversation for another day. Uh, but certainly know that, that you know, there are other tools out there that can see those red dots coming out of your gun that give you additional awesome data and insights and something to think about. Yep. Okay. Coolio. So I have here laser light pistols. I got cert pistols. I got uh, an airsoft gun and I have cool fire trainer and I have the uh, whatever I can't remember what they call this, the ATFP or something from Smart Firearm <laughs> Training Group. So, what should we go by cost? Is that probably the best idea? Sure, sure. You have a bunch there. Yeah, super fun. So, Matthew, have you ever put your hands on these blue laser light dealios? I have not. So, Laser Light um, company actually was recently acquired by the same company that owns Crimson Trace. Uh, ironically, but as far as I can tell, they're still keeping the, the name of Laser Light, and they sell most of their products on Amazon, though we do sell uh, some of them on our site as well. So Laser Light makes three different laser training guns. They're all solid blue, 
Um, you know, they have kind of a full size, you know, call it like Glock 19-esque thing. They have what they call their compact, which is this guy. And the compact is, uh, I guess I would compare it to a Glock 43, though I'll talk more about that in a minute. And then they have a snub nose revolver. In all three, uh, it has a built-in laser. You press the trigger, red dot comes flying out the front. You see your point of impact, you move on. All three take kind of watch batteries, type batteries. You can replace them, simple enough. And I have had to replace them uh, a few times uh, on these. I don't even use these very much. Um, they... None of them are perfectly molded after any gun. So none of these are like, oh, that is exactly molded after the blank blank. These are all kind of generic shaped. Uh, they may or may not work in your holster, depending on you know how similar it is to your gun. But you know, roughly, you might get away with it. Um, the full the full size one, I think, is 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 relatively close to like a Glock 19 ish. But this compact thing is, I, I hate it. The grip profile is so slim that it's not realistic. Like it's not like any gun that actually has ever been made ever, uh, <laughs> because no magazine could ever fit in this grip. It's just really like doesn't feel like any gun. So I, I really discourage that one. And then they have the snub nose revolver, which actually is pretty viable uh, as a training tool if you're a revolver person. Now what I what I like about all these is they're relatively cheap. These are 150 dollar product, um, but the batteries don't seem to last very long for me. Uh, they don't have removable magazines. They don't have rails that I can put like a light on if I want to train any low light or put a Mantis X on it or anything like that. And the trigger is nothing like a realistic trigger. It's got crazy ridiculous amount of take up. The bra- it has a break and it has no, has like the reset is like a double action trigger like has to come all the way back out, which on the revolver works really well because that actually feels like a double action revolver trigger. But when you put that same exact trigger feel on this thing that's supposed to you know, emulate a Glock 19, it's like, this is nothing like a Glock trigger. It's really quite horrible uh, if you're trying to get a similar trigger squeeze. So $150 option to consider. But yeah, I, I, if, if people ask me for my opinion on this, I tell them to spend more and get something else. Yeah, I, I've never used one, but uh, I, I would definitely take your, take your advice just from looking at it yeah. and comparing it to what I have. Yeah, right. So from there, let's talk about the cert pistols, which is probably the natural kind of next thing. So cert pistols, we got three rough shapes. We have what I call the Glock-esque shape. It's the they call it the cert one one zero, the one ten model, and it's shaped like a Glock nineteen seventeen. Um, you can you know, there are a couple different model. There are a couple different you know variants of this in terms of well, plastic slide, metal slide, color of laser. But basically, the cert one one zero is your is your Glock cert. Uh, and then you have the M&P, which is this guy I got right here. And the M&P is similar in concept, obviously, but just it's an M&P. It's a full-size M&P. The shape, the profile, the grip, everything about it is an M&P. And also comes in a couple different you know, variants in terms of metal or plastic slide, different colors of lasers. And then you have the CERT pocket pistol. And the CERT pocket pistol is uh, what it sounds like. It's, this one, unlike the other two CERTs, is not molded exactly like any specific gun. Um, but it's meant to be comparable to like a, a shield, an MMP shield or a Glock 43 or, you know, maybe your SIG 365. And uh, unlike the full size certs, it does not have a removable magazine, but it does come with two different, what I would call magazine or grip base plates. One that kind of is a flat one, which is what I have on mine right now. And then a different one that kind of has a pinky extension kind of thing. So depending on your gun and what, you know, if you maybe run with an extended mag, you could match that and make it feel more like your real gun. So those are the three kind of rough things. So, so Matthew, tell us more about cert pistols. Yeah. So I, I mean, I love these cert pistols. I have the little pinky extension on my, uh, 
my pocket pistol. And then, um, I also have, what's that the, the six zero one, two, three. Um, but yeah, I love these, these guns. Uh, I think it was Cammy who asked the question earlier about the laser. Um, does the laser stay emitted as you squeeze the trigger, um, on the laser light, I believe is it does not correct. Um, on the cert it does. So as long as you have that laser or the trigger depressed to the rear, the laser stays on. Um, the, the other nice thing about the cert pistols is it has a take up laser. So if you turn it on and you can turn it on and off, if you turn it on, uh, as soon as you start putting rearward pressure on the on the trigger, uh, a laser will come on. So you know when you're starting to squeeze that trigger and then you will have a second laser that comes on to, um, to show the, 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 uh, the trigger squeeze or the break of the trigger, um, which is really cool. The other thing is, is you can adjust the trigger, um, squeeze, you know, tension or pressure that you want. And it's not exactly like a Glock trigger. It's the, you know, and they would say the same thing, but it is pretty similar as far as it does have like a, some uptake, it does have a wall and then a break and a, and a noticeable break. So, and the thing is, is that, um, they also, before I forget, they also just released, I don't know if you remember Jacob at, um, the shot show, we saw that they came out with the P320. Um, yeah, which, it's not on the market yet for sale, but okay. it's very close. Yeah, so and from what I saw, they use an actual P320 grip module. So the great thing about it is that they so similarly feel like your gun. I mean, the magazines are weighted to feel like a you know a filled magazine. That the gun feels um, is similar weight to an actual firearm. So you're you don't feel like you're using a toy. Um, great for for instructors when you're trying to demonstrate something, um, you know, and great for practice, you can practice your draw and presentation with this. And it's just, I just love, you know, the next level training, um, with Mike Hughes, you can tell that they, he knows what he's doing because he's a shooter, he's an instructor. And so he makes products that would, would, actually be used they're not just a gimmicky like hey i got a gun let's plastic gun let's stick a laser in it and sell some software and then you know we'll 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 call it a training tool this is actually a training tool that you can get um feedback from you know Mm -hmm. it's just an awesome awesome company awesome guys and awesome product yeah you hit on some of the really key features right functional rail the the optional take-up laser i can turn on or off which is has a lot of potential applications the removable weighted magazine and you can actually take apart these magazines and change how heavy they are there's just weights in there you can take them out if you want it to be lighter um you can actually replace the rear sight uh, you can pull that out and put in different sights you can paint the front sight if you want to put you know a little paint on there uh, they also sell a optional thing that you can slide in plate slide in in place of the rear sight that simulates kind of a red dot so if you're a person who runs a red dot on your gun and you want to do dry fire training with you know and simulate that you can co-witness the take-up laser and the shot laser and use with that little red dot window trainer thing that they sell so we sell a lot of cert pistols probably one of the top selling products on our on our site you can go find them there and i think we have probably the most competitive price on the internet, frankly. I don't think you can beat our price uh, for a cert pistol. So that's something to, to consider. And, and yeah, I, I just think, to your point, Mike Hughes, this guy's a champion, national champion shooter. He's legit, and uh, he makes a product that, that works. So, yeah, hard to go wrong. And, and And I will say that I don't know about you, but I probably put like – 
uh, I don't know, tens of thousands of trigger squeezes on both of these. And the, the battery is, I mean, hasn't worn out. It's not, you know, the, it's a the miracle way. battery. It's, yeah, it's, it's I, I witchcraft. Yeah. I've whatever's been, in there. Like <laughs> I own, I don't know how many certs I own. I have to own at least a dozen and I've never changed a battery ever. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I've, I've seen YouTube videos and instructions on how it can be done, but I've never had to do it. So I don't know what they're thinking. Uh, I don't know what they put in there, but it's, it's witchcraft for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, they also have, uh, for you carbine shooters, they have a cert AR bolt, which is a bit of a funky thing. Um, it's been out for several years. I, I, I use it on occasion, but it's a little bit weird to set up and get it to, to work properly, but they are working on, I don't know if it'll be out this year or next, but they're working on a, a new, um, you know, cert bolt thing that will be awesome. Uh, we saw a demo of it at SHOT Show or at the NRA meetings. I can't remember which, and it's going to be super dope. It's going to be super Yeah. Cool. Yep. Very cool. All right, next uh, is this guy from smartfirearms.us. Um, I, we would like to sell these in the future on our website, uh, but currently we do not. But you can go to smartfirearms.us. It's comparable in price to a cert pistol. You know, cert pistols run, I think, on the low end, you know, we might, I think the, the cheapest cert pistol, MSRP, is 239 uh, Like I said, we sell it for a little bit less than that. But they go, and they go up from there. You can certainly spend $450 on a cert pistol. Um, the, this gun, I think, it, and it's like the ATLP or something is what it's, is the, was what it's called, but it's made by smart firearms. These guys are interesting. This thing has been evolving for a very long time. And the first version of this, I was not super impressed with. And every time they upgrade it, it gets cooler. Uh, but the first version of this product, believe it or not, I, I remember the first shot show I saw that the only function it had is when you put your finger on the trigger guard, it would buzz at you. Eh, mm-hmm. eh. And it was just meant to train you to keep your finger out of the trigger guard. That's the only thing it did. And then they slowly added more features. They added the ability to actually have a trigger break so you can actually you know, fire it. And then they added the option to screw in a laser insert so that when you break the trigger, you actually get a laser you know, uh, projection. Uh, and then after that, they've added other features as well. An LED light you know, that lights off every time you press the trigger, um, and et cetera, et cetera. Now, a removable magazine. They now have a removable magazine, though the magazine is awkwardly not the right size. Like it feels like I have a magazine in my hand for, um, you know, my Sig P365, but the gun is like a Glock 17 <laughs> size gun. Uh, but it is weighted, and and you know that that that's you know, better than some. Now they the uh, weird thing about this is you have to change it from mode to mode. So you know when you first boot it up, you probably don't want the buzzer going off on you. If you're going to use it for dry fire, that would certainly be a deal breaker. So changing it from that mode into shot only mode is a bit of a complex thing in my world. You have to like hold down this trigger for nine seconds, and then watch this light flash so many times, and then press it for X number. Of it, it's it's a little complex. But I was told recently by the company that makes these that they are going to the new the next model that comes out will kind of have a dial switch so that you can just you know toggles you know mode to mode much easier and the next model will have the laser built in as opposed to having this thing that I screw in and screw out like it's an aftermarket accessory so these things start I think in the two hundred fifty dollar range but once you've added the laser insert and you know an extra mag or something, you might spend as much as $400 as well. So comparable, I'd say, in price to a cert pistol in some ways. Um, but today's variation, I don't like as much as my cert pistol. But uh, like I said, they, they have been you know upgrading this and making improvements on it year over year. And we'll see the next one might, might be just as good or, or better in some ways. Um, the trigger squeeze is pretty good. The re- It doesn't have the reset that you give to CERT. And I think that's CERT's claim to fame. CERT stands for shot indicating resetting trigger. And this, this ATLP also just does not have a really good resetting trigger. You can't feel a reset. Um, but it does have a, a, a legitimate take up and break. 
uh, which is which is a good thing he has going for it. Uh, Matthew, I don't know if you've had much time on on this tool. I I I saw one. It was either the Expo or Shot Show or something, and I squeezed it a little bit, got it in my hand, and um, I guess maybe I just been spoiled with the cert. You know, I get. I, I think if you haven't used a cert pistol, you probably would say, "Oh, you know, this is good. It it does what I want it to do." Um, but once you get something that kind of puts everything together, um, I think it's kind of like uh, the others don't kind of live up to the uh, to the hype. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it has potential. Um, I, I'm looking forward to the next model, but I think yep. they they have something going there. All right, let's talk airsoft, Matthew. I got here my whatever it's called, Elite Force uh, Glock 19 Gen 3 airsoft gun. What do you think about airsoft? Yeah, you know, I, the, the crazy thing is, is when you say airsoft, people think of like um, paintball or just like these toy guns, right, that have really no training value outside of like maybe the tactics that you and your team are, you know, get when you're running around these, these facilities and stuff. But the fact that the airsoft guns now are formed, um, or are made exactly the same as your Glock, um, you know, Walther's and Smith and Wesson and all that, you can get the same exact gun that you carry pretty much if you carry a, you know, a common gun and you can shoot airsoft rounds out of it and you you probably would not know the difference if you were just holding them in your hands they're that similar um in weight and materials and 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 all that so you can squeeze a trigger you can get a little bit of a recoil obviously not the same as as firing live rounds but you get some recoil and you get some you know immediate feedback on on targets if you're you know shooting certain things um so it there i think it's probably going to it's kind of like the newest not the newest, but um, a big hole that is being filled in dry fire by uh, airsoft guns. Yeah, I agree. I think airsoft's uh, too often thought of as a toy or a game and not as much, you know, it doesn't get as much consideration as it should as a potential dry fire tool. Now, there are a couple, you know, airsoft things to consider. One is in order for it to function, you have to have a projectile. You know, if if I take this gun and I just, you know, gas it up and stick it in here and I don't put in the BBs because I just want to do some dry fire in the house. It's not going to function right. It's going to, it's going to have slide lock. Uh, so I, I got to put in the actual, you know, BBs or I have to hold down the slide lock, which is also a training scar if I want to use it. So, so it's really, you know, not as flexible, right? I, I'm probably not going to pick it up off my desk random, you know, willy nilly, uh, you know, while I'm on the phone and start shooting my airsoft because I don't have a good target set up at any given time. Right. But there are circumstances where it is an option. I'm taking mine right now and I'm just, topping off the gas, you know, and I'm going to shove it in the gun. And this is my, this is a Glock 19. Uh, these are officially licensed and I'm holding it. Ne- I'm holding it right now in my hand next to my actual Glock 19. They're both gen three Glock 19s. And I'm telling you, <laughs> they're extremely the same. <laughs> like it is impressive. Uh, if it wasn't for that orange tip coming out the front and the fact that I have aftermarket sights on my, uh, my, my ra- actual Glock, I'd have a hard time, you know, at a quick glance knowing which is which. But yeah, I think Airsoft has, has a really you know, good option there. You can fire it indoors, you know, take a good cardboard box, fill it up real tight with you know, newspaper, put a target on the front, and you're good to go. And you get actually some recoil. So I'm going to go ahead and, and fire this guy. You know, is, it, is it simulated recoil? Is it the same as actual recoil? No, not even close. But I do get recoil. It does cause the gun to move such that I actually have to reacquire my sights slightly 
Um, and, and, I have, and I can see you know, the difference between a good grip and a crappy grip uh, when, when that gun recoils and those sights move. But again, I have, to, I have to shoot a projectile to really use it properly. Yeah. Um, and, and two things to add on to that is that, um, and David Adams, he mentioned this in the chat. He said that he uses airsoft guns for force on force in classes. And that is an awesome, awesome tool for that because you get the immediate um, feedback that you got shot. Right. Everybody, you know, we train and we think, you know, if the bad guy draws out a gun or knife and I'm going to draw my gun and shoot him and, and I'll walk away unscathed. But you realize quickly in these dynamic situations that oftentimes if you are in a gunfight or, uh, you know, in close enough where you're pulling your firearm to defend against a knife, that you are going to get either shot or stabbed or hurt or, or something like that. So it, it gives you that immediate feedback. It gets your heart pumping when you do these force on force exercises. If they're safe, you know, for the most part, obviously you want to wear, you know, uh, glasses and things like that, but um, you, you get the feedback. I think um, the reciprocating slide is really good for if you're working, trying to learn how to do retention shooting um, because you, you're, or in a vehicle, because you're, you're in a confined space you have to manipulate the gun a little bit differently in confined spaces and you quickly see, you know, if I hold the gun this way, when I'm, you know, learning how to retention shoot that the slide hits my body, it doesn't reciprocate correctly or, you know, so, so all those things that you typically may not be able to do, um, live fire out on the range, get a car out there and, and move out around your car and, and stuff like that. Um, the airsoft fills that void. So I, I don't know, I guess it would be a dry fire tool, but it is, I think it's more than that. Actually, I think it's a, it's an awesome tool. Yeah. And you, and you might need to have a couple of them or your buddy needs to have one or whatever. And there, there's some other safety related gear, right? When I'm shooting airsoft, I got to have eye protection. If I'm in a force and force scenario, I got to have all the skin covered, right? I don't want to be taking any direct shots to skin, uh, some good gloves and long sleeves and a full, you know, face or head mask, et cetera. So anyway, those are all considered. And, and you have an ongoing cost of gas and potentially BBs, you know, though they seem to like pop up in my house everywhere all the time. <laughs> uh, but you know, all the, all the same, those, those are considerations. So, yep, yep. and the, Airsoft guns, depending on, on the make and model and what you're shopping for, it can be pretty affordable, you know, a couple hundred bucks mm -hmm. and you can, you can do well. So that's something to think about. I'm a big fan of Umarex, U-M-A-R-E-X.com. They are probably the large, they are, that's not probably, they are for sure the largest manufacturer of airsoft uh, and air guns uh, that I know of. But for sure on the airsoft side, they, they, the, the company that owns Umarex is in fact the same company that owns Walther. So they, definitely have all the Walther guns in airsoft style, but they also have the official license for Beretta and for Colt and for Smith and Wesson and for Glock and for several other manufacturers. So yeah, check those guys out. Good stuff. For sure. um, let's talk cool fire trainer. So the cool fire trainer, and we're getting close guys. We're almost done here for those of you who are like tired already. The cool fire trainer is a adaption to the actual gun. So uh, I have here my Glock 19 gen three. I'm going to remove my barrel block out of here real quick. And the cool fire trainer, it basically replaces the barrel and the recoil spring in your gun. And then it is charged via CO2 uh, to simulate recoil. That's kind of roughly the, the story here. Um, and it's much more realistic recoil than the airsoft gun. Is it realistic recoil? No, I didn't say that. I said it was, it's much more realistic uh, recoil than airsoft, but it's not, it's not live fire style recoil. Uh, so it was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get this put together here. There we go. So I got new recoil spring, new barrel, 
put it right back on the Glock, and then you just got to charge this thing. It's actually charged right here in the front of the gun, on the front of the barrel, the muzzle, and you you charge it with with CO2. Um, I I bought a paintball tank because they're cheap and easy to get refilled all around town, and uh, and there's an adapter that you need to get for your cool fire trainer to recharge it with a with a with a paintball tank. But it's a simple enough thing, and it recharges it. The, my a couple of things that I love about it. You, am I get, I'm getting much more similar to real recoil. That's for sure true. No question about it. Um, I don't have a. There's no projectile, so I can. I don't have to worry about setting up target or putting on eye protection or anything like that. That's nice. Uh, it it does. There's an ongoing cost, but it's cheap. You know, I have a 20 ounce paintball tank, and it costs like five bucks to fill the thing. So that's you know the air is not a big deal. But what I probably if I had downsides on the cool fire trainer. Uh, one would be that the air doesn't last very long. You know, I'm putting in the, I'm, I'm charging this thing up with air. And in the case of my Glock 19, it's supposed to get 15 good shots before it kind of just gets to be you know, weak and doesn't really feel realistic anymore. And some of you would be like, perfect, Glock 19 is 15 plus one capacity. So it's just like having a full meg. Well, yeah, except for I can't perform a reload, right? I, I can't, the air is not in the mag. So even if, you know, I, I can have as many spare mags as I want. When I drop that mag and shove in my reload and rack the slide, I'm still out of air. I still have to stop, pick up the tank, and recharge it. So I get as close to simulated recoil as I think I can get uh, without going to simunitions or UTM, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I do have to recharge the air. Yeah, I know Mike Seeklander is big on on uh, the Cool Fire Trainer, and you guys probably follow him. Um, uh, I've never personally gotten one. the The cost for me is is a little bit high right now. Um, and, and that's kind of like the drawback, the biggest drawback for me. They're a little bit expensive, but awesome. I, th- I think it'd be a great training tool. Yeah, it is a cool training tool because you get your, it's your trigger, your sights, your gun, your grip, your everything, right? And like I said, as close to reco- real, real, real recoil as you can get. It, it's just that you have to stop and recharge the air, you know? every once in a while. The barrel is red, by the way, for those who don't have the visual here, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, the barrel is red. So you do have a visual indicator that it's not your, that's not your real gun, that it is, there's something in, you know, it, that, I guess you have a visual indicator that though it's your real gun, it's not capable of firing a real round, right? It's, it's simulated only. Uh, so that's nice. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I think, I think cool fire trainer is cool. To your point, Matthew, this is you know, kind of late in our, in our conversation because it's a little bit expensive. Uh, it's less expensive than it used to be. And my gosh, they've expanded the number of guns this is available for in a huge way. Like, I remember when it first came out, it was like you know, three guns. And now it's, you know, I don't even know how many models they have, but it's a very, very extensive and impressive list. But you know, depending if you add the little laser insert thing that screws on the end that gives you the laser projection or not, now you're going to be into this probably on the low end about 300 bucks and on the high end about $400. So it's something to think about uh, for sure, but it's a, on the more expensive end of the spectrum. Yep, yep. All right, Matthew, let's talk quickly about simunition and uh, you know, UTM stuff. Simunition, again, it's, it's the Kleenex thing, right? We use the word simunition these days to kind of refer to any sort of you know, simulated ammo that goes into a gun that does stuff. Uh, but Simunitions is a brand and UTM is a competitor that I have more experience with. So let's, let's talk through that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So Simunitions or uh, marking rounds, basically they, they're used, highly used in law enforcement and military training. So I've gotten to use them both in those applications. Um, you use your actual firearm, you change out the, uh, the barrel and um, it allows you to fire uh, basically they're nine millimeter little marking rounds. 
Um, and they're, you know, kind of like a paintball there. The tip is paint. It marks you, you know, if you've been hit, um, hurts probably about the same as airsoft. Um, I would say a little bit more accurate at distance than most of the airsoft guns. I'm sure probably some of the expensive airsoft guns are, are still accurate, but, um, pretty accurate and they're really good. The, the problem with those, um, is at least up until recently, you had to be either law enforcement or military to even be able to purchase the sim munitions. Um, and they're expensive. The, the kits just to retrofit your gun are expensive. Um, and then the, the rounds themselves are expensive. They're very messy too. It, you're not going to be able to go and just use them. You, you're going to have to have a spot specifically dedicated to, to, um, sim munitions cause it's going to mark up and you, you, it's paint. So it's, it doesn't stain, but it's, it's difficult to get off of walls and stuff. So not something you're going to use in your home probably. Um, but definitely kind of the same lines as, uh, airsoft, um, just a little bit, you know, I guess higher level or the next step up. Yeah. And, and simulations, uh, or I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say UTM because I'm, I'm far more familiar with UTM's products. Um, UTM now has uh, also uh, blanks that have no projectile that comes out of the gun at all. It just, they have silent blanks and they have loud blanks, right? So the silent blanks, they sit, they, they cause recoil, right? The round, the shell is, is extracted and ejected like normal. Um, th- then they have loud blanks, which obviously have normal recoil and cycling of the gun, but they make a noise. And then they have the man marker rounds and the paint bullets, uh, which actually there's a projectile and you, you see your point of impact, right? So, you know, you, you could in theory just buy blanks, you know, silent blanks if you wanted, you know, and the gun will run quieter, as quiet as airsoft, but you get absolute legit recoil. I mean, I, if you want to run something that is true blue simulated recoil, without live ammo, this is your option. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's where I'm at with this. And so it's, it's, it's just really cool. And, and yeah, you can get the paint marker rounds that have the projectile, uh, the, the man marker rounds or the paint bullets, but you don't have to. UTM now has these new ones that they're just, they're, just, they're blanks. There's no projectile at all. And the, but the recoil is legitimate, guys. Like, I guess that would be my stress is if you really want like as close to realistic as you can possibly get, this is it. This is what it's going to take. But yeah, it's expensive. You got to buy the, the kit that retrofits the gun. It replaces the barrel. It replaces the recoil spring. I can't remember. I think that's it. I think it's just those two, those two parts. Um, they're, in the case of UTM, it's blue. So you can tell really clearly that, you know, again, the gun is not, uh, it's norm, you know, normal you know, live firing gun. It's, it's been retrofitted. It can't, it's, it can't fire normal rounds. But you're putting actual rounds into a magazine. You're shoving that magazine into the gun. You're racking it. Every time you fire, you're getting real recoil. Um, the, you, the extractor is grabbing an empty shell pulling it and ejecting it and you're cycling a new round in from the magazine it's pretty legit it's pretty cool so yeah. uh it's it just yeah, it's a little bit more of an expensive option but it is available to the civilian market today you can go to utmworldwide.com i think is their website and you can order that stuff right off their website which you couldn't have done as much as nine months ago uh, yeah. so pretty pretty cool pretty legitimate and a lot of the you know kind of these businesses I see popping up all over the country that are kind of, you know, come experience, you know, gunfights, you know, simulation, live simulation. That's generally what those guys are using. And that's why sometimes those, those classes can be expensive because the product is expensive and yeah. you have the ongoing cost of the ammo, even if you've bought the kit. So it's, it's worth throwing into this conversation, but it's cool. Uh, it's yeah. just a little expensive. Yeah. Especially when you think you can use your own gun with your own sights, your own trigger pull, your own everything holster. And, uh, yeah, really cool products. Yeah, it's legit. Now, again, today this is our that's that's our wrap up of 
essentially dry fire gun tools. And uh, there's, there's plenty of other things we could talk about as far as, you know, simulators and you know, software and, you know, apps that you can download and all these things that you can use in conjunction with all these various tools we've mentioned. That's a conversation for another day, but this is our attempt to kind of run through various tools that you use uh, on or as a gun in dry fire. And uh, Matthew, thanks for being along the ride with me, dude. Yeah. All your input. Yeah. Thanks for uh, allowing me to talk about this stuff. I love, I love this stuff. Yeah. Anything I've missed or just anything we've neglected to say, man. Man, I, I mean, I can't think of anything. I think we pretty much covered everything about dry fire that anybody would ever want to know. <laughs> yeah, some other tools that we forgot. And if so, we, we right. apologize, but that's, that's the roundup stuff I got sitting here on the desk and that uh, I, I think of, and we use most often. And again, a large number of those are available at concealedcarry.com forward slash shop. And if you have specific questions about, you know, I just don't, will this do this? Or will this act like this? Or will this work with my gun? Feel free to email us podcast at concealedcarry.com. We'll happily answer any questions you guys have about any of these products or anything else uh, related to uh, dry fire or, or, well, I guess like anything, you can always email us. And those emails do come to Matthew, Riley, and I, and we are pretty dang good at responding pretty quickly. So thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of the Concealed Carry Podcast. Again, this episode is brought to you by sponsored by Stealth Gear USA. They make fabulous holsters. I'm particularly fond of the Vent Core line, which is their original uh, line and, and kind of their licensed or patented or whatever uh, product and material. Very comfortable. They have holsters for all sorts of guns. They have all sorts of styles of holsters, appendix, not appendix, traditional IWB, OWB, chest rigs, thigh rigs, uh, with mag pouch, without, I mean, they, they're just a very, you know, they, they have a very large selection of options and you can find those at stealthgearusa.com. Matthew, before we close out for the day, we got to pick our weekly podcast winner. Yes, sir. Let's do it. So do you have the thingamajigger open? You can, you can hit pick a winner. I can get it up here in one second. So while you're doing that, guys, don't forget every single week we give away, we do a giveaway for Everybody is eligible. You do not have to be tuning into our live thingamajiggers to be eligible to win. All you got to do is go to concealedcarry.com forward slash podcast prize. Uh, do that every week between basically like Tuesday and Monday is kind of the cycle for this. And so go to that webpage and just we just update it with the new giveaway each week. Uh, make sure you enter to win. All you got to do is basically you know hit enter. You can you can put in manually a name and email, or you can connect it to Facebook and it'll auto populate that data for you. And you can get up to ten entries into the giveaway by sharing it with friends. Uh, so once you've entered, it'll give you kind of a share link, and you can go put that in you know on Facebook, or you can email it or text it to a friend or whatever. And then uh, if that friend enters, you get an additional entry into the drawing. You can get up to ten max entries each week. This week, we're giving away the Streamlight MicroStream. Happen to have one on me because I have one on me every day. So the Streamlight MicroStream is a little EDC flashlight, runs on a single AAA. Unless you have the, the one we're giving away is the original MicroStream, which runs on a single AAA. They do have a new model that is USB rechargeable, kind of cool and clever, but it's a little bit longer. But the original MicroStream is my favorite uh, because it's really compact. AAA batteries are cheap. It's, it's bright enough for everyday carry use, and you could run it certainly in a, in a tactical situation. I think you'd be fine. So that is the story. So Matthew, the yes. honors are yours. Who's our winner? All right. So I will preface this by saying uh, in, in, the winner referred a friend, and I don't know if, it's, if it gave him, you know, obviously gave him more um, entries. And so he won. I'll give you the first name. It's a Lenny. Last name starts with an H. Uh, he has a Gmail account. I don't know if you're listening, Lenny H, um, but you have a 1717 in your 
email address. <laughs> Next week, we're giving away a Bump in the Night DVD. This is a slightly less than one hour DVD program about dealing with threats, uh, home intruders in the night, uh, violent, violently, uh, how to respond to those violent threats. It's a simple kind of short snippet uh, product. We, it's kind of a, an excerpt of our Greater Complete Home Defense uh, program, which is an over eight hour DVD series. So Bump in the Night next week, we'll give away a copy of that. Make sure you go to conciliatory.com forward slash podcast prize every week so you can enter and be part of these weekly drawings. There's the story. Very cool. Very cool. All right. With that said, thanks everyone. Appreciate you tuning in. Remember to, I got to make sure I get this right from memory, train often, train safe and train right. So you can fight hard, fight fast and fight true. Thank you. Reminder that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand applicable laws. The Concealed Carry Podcast, Concealed Carry Inc., ConcealedCarry.com, and their affiliates strive to share insights and stories about firearm-related incidents and laws, but things could be different where you live, or laws may have changed by the time you listen to this. We cannot be held liable for your actions based on the information shared in this podcast.